Hello, I'm Mark McManus. On this episode, I'm joined by two co-hosts to discuss the Doctor Who New Year special, Resolution. First of all, the doyen of the Trap One podcast, poet, gardener, and pitiless words with friends' opponent, Denise Sutton. <laughs> That's quite an intro. Thank you very much. Hi, Mark. Happy Hello. New Year. Hello, Keith. Hello, Happy New Year. Gotten it or, Denise? <laughs> Absolutely. Got it all. When are you coming over to visit? <laughs> well, I need to learn a bit more Norwegian first. <laughs> you you will need more phrases than that, yes. <laughs> and you've already heard him. My other co-host is Keith Say, a bloke I met in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this uh, tall, dark, handsome stranger came up to me <laughs> and talked about a podcast. Never mind. Just by chance, he was a Doctor Who fan, so that was very, very lucky. <laughs> they don't gave me away. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I recognised Keith from Twitter and uh, just accosted him in Tesco. Not the starter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, since we, we last spoke, uh, Denise, we spoke about the Saranga conundrum. Uh, yes, we did. And Keith, we podcasted about Kablam. Lucky me. Uh, what do we think of the, the series after, after those ones? So, Denise, we got an episode in Norway. Yes, that was um, unexpected, and uh, I liked it. It was thought-provoking. I'm still not sure about the ending, but I'm sure I'll figure it out eventually. And um, yes, uh, the the young lass had quite a credible speaking English with a Norwegian accent performance, and um, some very interesting ideas. I think she was an English actress, wasn't she? Because I think I think I saw on BBC Breakfast. Right, that's very impressive. I think she's lucky to my uneducated ear. No, she she definitely had um, fixed on quite a good approximation. She must have been watching Scam or something like that. But uh, no. yes, she was impressive. I want to see how many people cosplay as frogs this year. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, was that anywhere near you? Do you live near the frilly bits at the top? No, I don't. I'm in um, Oslo, which is. Uh, ah. It's well, it's quite far south, but it's it's called um, Ostofjell, so east of the mountains. That's where that's where I am. So uh, at the top of the Oslo fjord, not too far away from the Swedish border, really. Some very so, beautiful pictures you put on over on Twitter over the uh, Christmas period. I was really envious. Very beautiful. <laughs> yes, really, really beautiful. It's gone a bit icy now because we've had the temperatures been above freezing a little bit. But we haven't had too much snow. We've had manageable amounts. And I've managed to get this far into the winter without breaking any limbs. So <laughs> we were that's a bit that of before. an improvement on 2017. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Keith, we, we looked at Kablam. What, we, we, what do you think of the, the few episodes after that one? Um, as with most of the series, I really love the characters in them. I think some of the plots were a bit basic. But uh, no, I've, I've really enjoyed them actually, uh, the series. But uh, my, um, coming to like favourite things, I think Alan Cumming was absolutely like my highlight of the season. I, was, I really adored his performance. In, uh, in the- he was he was really excellent. Yes, I mean it would take a bit to beat uh, Rosa Parks for me, but uh, yes, Alan Cumming absolutely superb. Wonderful over the top. I really liked that. That was. Uh, Kept the episode going because I was dreading that one actually. I was thinking it was going to be another sort of like uh, aren't people horrible stories, but I was quite glad A was agents and B was um, a nice sort of over the top performance to keep it entertaining. So I did enjoy that. And quite spooky monsters as well, sort of like 
mud creatures and like tentacles and things coming out of the ground. I think that should have given a few kids a few nightmares, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. so what was your favourite episode of? Oh, Kablam! So I was quite Kablam. pleased by. Yeah, I actually got that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite of the series, Denise? Well, I, I'm sticking with Rosa. I mm. think that was so strong for a lot of different reasons. And, um, I mean, the villain was perhaps a little bit near, but uh, it was interesting because, you know, there were some hints that he might be something else than what he actually turned out to be, but we don't know yet because uh, some uh, we had the return of Tim Shaw, so who knows, maybe uh, we'll have the return of some other season 11 villains later on. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. I found with Roses a story I admired, but I can't say I particularly liked it. It's not one I'm going to watch of an evening because it's just too harrowing, really. I think I like my science fiction a little less um, real, to be honest. That was touched on <laughs> real life events, and I'm, uh, I'm a shallow mm. person. <laughs> well, I do think Kablam was very interesting as well, and you were lucky to get to do that one because I it touched know. on a lot of interesting <laughs> su- interesting subjects and um, interesting ideas that uh, kids could probably relate to. Yeah, the stars were definitely in my favour with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Rosa a lot. I think um, definitely the one I had the most emotional reaction to. Um, and it was the only one my wife really paid any attention to uh, in this series as well. So, uh, yeah, it was quite nice well, to show them together. David's been travelling quite a lot this uh, this autumn. He's been uh, he's been in um, Washington and he's been in Tokyo and he's been in Milan and he hasn't caught up on all the Doctor Who's yet. He hasn't even watched them all. Shocking, isn't it? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting right <laughs> as well, just ignoring me as usual. Uh, I think. Um, my favourite was actually um, It Takes You Away. Uh, I thought it was uh, just, I don't know, totally different, really interesting. I liked, I liked the resolution. I know a lot of people didn't. Um, I didn't mind it. So, uh, I liked the programme. I thought it was nice and silly. Yeah, it was... It, it was, was unique. You wouldn't get that in any other programme, Yeah, you? definitely. You'd only see it on Doctor Who. You wouldn't get that in the Holby City you're talking from, would you? No. Um, and there was a good explanation you, for you it. You might get it in Twin Peaks or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Luther would have really been improved yeah. by a talking frog. I haven't seen Luther yet. I've only seen the first episode. Oh, it's so. really boring. Don't no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so any other highlights from uh, 2018? Any, um, any particular Doctor Who related things? I think for me, uh, well, we, me and Keith, um, Keith both visited the Vorp convention in Manchester in... September? Yeah. In September. Uh, that was excellent. Um, met some really nice people there and had a great time. It was really good, yeah. It's probably one of my favourite conventions ever. It's, um, so I'm kind of jealous because I don't really get the chance to go to conventions, but maybe that's something I should make more effort to try and do. Oh, good. Let's talk about um, it more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I think for me, I mean, it was a vicarious pleasure, but it was a very good one that they were showing the old Doctor Who's on Twitch, yes, and just seeing that. the yeah. response to that and mm. the love that the companions Ian and Barbara got, and yeah. London 1965, and the whole love and enthusiasm and new fans that were uh, created by that incredible thing that made me very happy indeed. And it was a new way of watching it as well, wasn't it? Like, see the comments going up the side at the same time. It's, uh, 
I could run in commentary and all the shows. But yeah, that was excellent. They're doing it again soon, I think, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, it starts at the, towards the end of this month. Whether it'll have the same thing again, whether people will be too knowing now, because I think half the joy of it was it sort of came out of the blue, didn't it? Yeah. Whereas people will be primed for it now. But, uh, it's a great way of reaching new fans, though, because, I mean, I'd never heard of Twitch before that, but I guess it's got a huge following in... Game kind of a, circles, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. a younger age group. So it's uh, it was a really good way of getting it out there, and it created a really communal experience of watching it as well. Um, which yeah, you only yeah. really get with a new series because the rest of the time we're all kind of watching DVDs and sort of listening to Big Finish and things like that at different times. So uh, yeah, it was um, it was really really nice few weeks while that was on. Yes, so more of that, please. Doctor Who, um, any more um, fantasy series, for example? Can you imagine people having a Prisoner Watch on Twitch or wow, um, yeah. Jason King or The Avengers or something like that? How blown away would they be? Yeah. Uh, I've just discovered actually the big finished Prisoner series is on Radio 4 Extra. Uh, so oh. yeah, I guess I've missed some of them, but I've been downloading them on the BBC Radio iPlayer app tonight. So uh, I'll be listening to them on my commute. Excellent stuff. Yes, I've got uh, another trip coming up soon. So um, I should probably download some good stuff to listen to as well. Cool. It's been quite a good year for big finishes here. Um, I've had a few highlights from them. The past Doctor ones with Maureen O'Brien and Peter Purvis, they did like little mini series. Yeah. With like a Dalek adventure sort of ending and sort of like um, uh, Vicky reliving her last, well, her life. And that's been a really strong little series of four stories. I've really enjoyed that. That's one of the uh, highlights of the year. I've still got the last one to listen to, the the, uh, the, the crash of the um, UK... Two oh one, yeah, yeah, uh, but the other ones, yeah, absolutely brilliant. The one set in Cambridge. Um, oh, I adored that so, one. That was so um, idiosyncratic. Yeah, I really, really like that. Yeah, yeah. it's been a nice little because normally they just sort of like have lots of different commands, but they have to do the like a little mini season, and mm. it worked really well. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was nice to get a longer form storytelling from them like that. There were sort of four parts, twenty five minutes, especially for that kind of era where stories did tend to run into each other anyway. So mm. sort of. Uh, yeah. The Torchwood series this year has been superb. I think it's been their most consistently good um, set of stories. They've been really excellent. I've really enjoyed those. I should definitely start listening to those, yes. Yeah, well I do yeah, enjoy well the characters in Torchwood. Yeah. <coughs> and we've got, uh, I haven't listened to it yet, we've got the uh, Class series as well. Hey. Yeah, heard that. That's, uh, yeah, it sort of shows what could have been done with it. Mm. And, uh, oh, bless you. And... Um, yeah, it was sort of like nice to hear the characters doing something other than the set episodes we've heard them doing, yeah. It's, um, I hope they do a few more, but then again, Big Finish are doing so much now. Yeah. I'm actually <clears> looking <throat> at the schedule ahead, even for this month, I think, I genuinely don't think I can afford everything now. So. <laughs> Never mind affording it, I don't think I've got enough hours left in my life to Well, there's that as well, it. yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a lot now, yeah. <laughs> there's a huge amount of output, yeah. Um, probably my big finish highlight is Ravenous. Right, yeah. Uh, the first two volumes of that have been super. That's the Eighth Doctor, uh, Liv and Helen. Particularly the Krampus story, I really like that. Yeah, excellent. Really good, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that's um, John Dorney, isn't it, I think? The Christmas so. special we should have had. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so. uh, but what we got was a New Year special uh, mm -hmm. with Resolution. So. Yes. Without further ado, shall we uh, crack on and watch it? Let's do that. Okay, so if you're watching along at home, we're going to press play on resolution in three, two, one. 
Oops. A um, long time ago. Did we think this was going to be a pre-credit teaser? Yeah, I did. Yeah, completely. But it, it's like the woman who fell to earth, isn't it? It's um, it's straight into it. People have been saying, did we need this bit? Because did they need it to be divided into three? And I thought, yes, because it's really set it up to look epic. Yeah. It's a bit they didn't do more with it, I think. And um, they introduced the... Uh, the the secret society the um, the order of the custodians uh, and I kept expecting a, a sort of a modern day member of that to show up. Well, so did um, yeah, the actual bloggers. But all yeah. they had was a coffee table book. Yeah, sorry, I've just realised uh, I turned the sound down. I knew that Denise and forgot that. Um, yeah, I need to turn down separately on the thing. So yeah, we've got you back now. He turned you down. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I've had worse rejections. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps the order could replace you. Who knows? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, big fish were furious of that one. <laughs> yeah, one of their uh, lines has been disbanded in real life. Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, we'll get to that when we uh, um, when it happens. But uh, it's a time travel show. Let's jump around. It's a, yeah. Well, it just uh, I so feel like the casing was a bit of the actual creature. Do you think? It seems like it's the creature, doesn't it? Yeah. But then it's got the ability to teleport. It must be in some way augmented. I just assumed it would like grow <clears throat> missing bits under the lamp. Uh, no, it seems because they disappear when they start to dig them up in a little bit. Because um, um, uh, I didn't really get it the first time what had happened. I that entirely. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I, I didn't get it. Um, uh, but no, they because um, once they realise something's happening, they start to... Uh, burrow down uh, and um, got the point yeah <laughs> that's some thunderball isn't it the, uh, the spear gun uh, so this is odd that the, this body is never buried or moved and if they'd done that to Robin why didn't they actually check what he was carrying because presumably that yeah. was going to be valuable but... <laughs> well no he wasn't covered by a glacier or something was he but uh, yes probably a bit smelly or something so... maybe it was like Dalek smell yeah. <laughs> now, actually, I really like these two. I'm quite. Yeah. I assumed because of the way they were talking about getting romantically linked and stuff, I assumed, well, you'll be dead in five minutes. I'm quite mm. glad they weren't. And she reminds Yes. Me, she really reminds me of April of um, class because she's got that kind of vibe about her. She does, yeah. They, they've got a similar look, haven't they? And Mitch is very cute. I'm quite glad he's fine. Mitch, yeah. <laughs> he's got. Uh, Dick Three underneath the car park, and uh, Colin Baker was in that film. Just saying. <laughs> Which film was that? They did a little uh, uh, short film about the discovery of Richard the Third underneath the car park, and uh, Colin Baker's the grandfather. Oh, wait. I didn't didn't see that. Had to get a Colin fact in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under Shepherd, it was quite impressive, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like vaults and things. This is meant to be just the two. Mm. Yeah, this is under the town hall, isn't it? That they're. Uh, in the archaeological day. With the sewers running right through. I mean, I think it's yeah. a beautiful set. Um, you see more a little bit later with the, the lighting and the water. It's all very well used, but it uh, seems a little improbable. Yeah. Doctor Who's improbable. <laughs> <laughs> As locations go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's got all those other locations. I quite like the... Uh, contrast of just being Sheffield yeah I suppose I wonder why it's Sheffield because the characters are all from there but then they don't interact with I suppose it's um, it's so that Ryan's dad turns up doesn't it I was thinking about Yaz's family but um, yeah it's it's so that um, 
It's so that Ryan's dad knows where to come, isn't it? Oh, they're long for them. I mean, he hasn't yeah. much to do, so her family's completely redundant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jamie yeah. thought they were doomed when they were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I think if even Stephen Moffat right in there, there would have been some tragic twist. Yeah. They've been on fire in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Definitely. I, my uh, nephew studied in Sheffield, and mm. I used to have a running conceit that um, I used to pretend Threads was an actual documentary based on real life. <laughs> I, used say, I used to say, there is no Sheffield, you're just making it up. <laughs> it was destroyed in the 80s. We've got some friends in Sheffield we're going to stay with now and again. There's a great Doctor you Who shop. You can't because there's no Sheffield. <laughs> there's um, a nice little Doctor Who shop there called Galaxy 4. Oh, yes, I used to buy loads of stuff yeah, they. Yeah, no, uh, and I discovered Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got some props um, behind the counter and stuff like that. It's, um, it's a really cool little shop. I think I bought. I used to go to the Fat Cat Pub in Sheffield back in the day, ah. the real ale pub. Before the nuclear bomb, you mean? <laughs> yes, obviously. Mm. <laughs> so we're back on the on the island. Uh, yeah, so these these modern day members of the the Order of Custodians, um, I thought they might make their way to Sheffield and turn up later. I think that would have been quite cool. Um, but it gives it a nice epic feel. It's a bit like sort of Indiana Jones or Da Vinci Code, isn't it? This kind of secret society is protecting things. And the thing moving in the bag's nicely creepy as well. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well realised. I like the um, ultraviolet too. And... Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the third time I've seen this. It's the only time I realised they vanished. Yeah. Shows I was paying attention. Cool. So the Dalek creature seems quite variable in size here because it fits in that carrier bag there. But then when we see it on the wall in a little while, it's enormous looking, isn't it? But then it, it seems smaller again when it's on Lynn's back. Well, that one in Resurrection of the Dalek was completely different between the two scenes. It attacks the same soldier, and in both times it looks like, yeah. it was like, a, <laughs> well, it was like a bag of jelly. The second time it actually looks like a proper squid. Yeah. That's just uh, continuity. We certainly see a lot more of the TARDIS in this one. What do we think of it? Mm. Yeah, I feel like you get some nice wider shots, don't you? Yes, I hadn't realised before now that the sort of pink bits that look a little bit like fingers actually move up and down as the time rotor moves up and down. Yeah, you saw it. I haven't seen that before. There's a couple But I have of, got a new telly, so... Uh, ah, yeah. There's a couple of scenes where you can just see it sort of towards the end of the series... Um, it looks a bit odd, but I feel like you do get more more wide shots in this, and you get more of a sense of the place. Who described it as being like a swing? Uh, Pete Lambert. Yeah, well, since you told um, me that, I can't get the eye. The, um, the image out of my head when you still <laughs> see the uh, time rotor going towards it is even yeah. worse. <laughs> I think it's incredibly perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's one yeah, of the images it, I could really have done with that. Yeah, uh, who yeah, wears yeah. the better scarf then, Graham or the Doctor? The Doctor. That's a great scarf, yeah. and apparently now phenomenally expensive. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. they re-released it, and the price has gone up a bit. Ah, uh, right. They were talking a little while ago about the um, New Year's fireworks in Sydney, um, or Sydney Harbour in two thousand. I was there in New Year two thousand and two and saw the fireworks. Very, very impressive. Wow. Yeah, we were really lucky actually because we um, we hadn't made any plans and we just sort of wandered 
towards the harbour and then um, we found this bar that hadn't sold enough tickets so they just let us in for free oh, and they had a balcony on the side that just overlooked the harbour bridge and everything we stood there so there wasn't a reason they hadn't sold enough tickets and it wasn't like really ghastly was it? Uh, no no I think it was just uh, it was sort of slightly out of the way but, um, but yeah once we were inside we saw they had this balcony it was fantastic it really yeah. whatever you say about this series you have to admit it looks brilliant it yeah really does look spectacular. it really does and the the creature looks brilliant on the wall as well I mean that is a work of art it's a great creepy reveal isn't it yeah and later, when you see it on her back, that that actually brought me short. I thought, "Oh my god, that's really good." Yeah, that is horrible. It looks a bit um, <laughs> HR Geiger, doesn't it, when you first see it on the wall there? And it, but it's enormous. This is the thing; it seems to uh, yeah. expand and contract uh, as required. Bigger on the outside. Yeah, this is really nice when you see the TARDIS materialised mm. with its reflection as well. And it's just full of local people with local accents. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly normal for Sheffield. Yeah. And there's a lot of TARDIS in this, wasn't it? She's, uh, yeah. It hasn't sort of been just been used as a thing to arrive for most of the um, season, and then this this one's really mm. actually used it. Yeah, I think I said this before, it reminds me of sort of Eccleston's first series, where you don't really get a sense of other rooms. Off no, the you can't really see when there'd be a door or anything. No. You? I... I wasn't keen on it, but actually it was the first time in this one when seeing lots of other people going into it, I suddenly thought, actually, it looks alien. The first time, mm. I mean, the TARDIS has been mm. quite homely, hasn't it? But this time I thought, actually, it does look uncomfortable and alien, and probably not of this world. How it's gone. See, it must be quite small to not to be giving her a hunchback right now, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what, that's what I Unless thought. Unless it's like the old War of the World series, and it sort of like absorbs into her, doesn't it? Yeah. Made me laugh later when he says cover me, and I thought well, that'll save the budget a bit. Won't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put your dress again on and save the cash. Yeah. I must admit, I've warmed to Jodie a lot more in this one because I was finding mm. her a bit swamped by all the other companions, but she was a lot more doctory in this one. Mm. I just wish she wears some bloody trousers because she, she makes me feel cold when I keep saying her legs. <laughs> <laughs> There's another scene later on when she's running. I was just thinking, put your trousers on, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is directed by Wayne Yip. Very who, well, obviously. Yeah, previously directed The Lie of the Land and Empress of Mars from the, the previous series. All oh, right. There's a bit of note um, later when there's sort of the TARDIS is on the move and the camera's on the move all the time they're travelling. I really yeah. like that. It was a clever little touch. I don't know whether they did it handheld or what. But uh, you sort of get the sense the TARDIS was moving because the camera was just bobbing around at yeah. the same time. When at the very end, when the TARDIS dematerializes, um, and you think, wait, why has nobody thought of this before? Oh, that's uh, brilliant! Yeah. Instead of the TARDIS disappearing, you follow the TARDIS into the vortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, it's a fantastic idea and, and really well realised in it. Had you tweaked that she was um, being weird at this point? Yeah. Did, it was in the yeah. This was uh, the point when I did. Yeah. Um, he's been a little bit weird though, isn't he? Like texting her straight away, I feel like. He's in love. Yeah. <laughs> young, you know. But they work together as well, you've got to, uh, you know. Oh, I do enjoy the time vortex the way it appears at the moment. Yeah. No, I guess, oh, she's, she's been got up. I did genuinely think it was the same actress who played April in class for a second. Though, mm. I do like the vortex, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It looks stunning, doesn't it? So where do they think the creature's gone now? She said that the TARDIS is scanning oh, the sewers. I think they just swam away. Yeah. Yeah. Skipping up somebody's toilet mm. right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like the X-Files, isn't it? With the, uh, the, the fluke that comes oh, yeah. the toilet. <laughs> uh, it's one of the more memorable episodes of that, isn't it? I always wondered why he never, the Todd's never squashed small things. Yeah. I'm sure it must have had some sort of uh, detection device that would allow it to materialise mm. in convenient parts of the room, but perhaps that it isn't working at the moment. Yeah, maybe there just isn't enough space. As we said, that feature was bloody horrible wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of the yeah. dab? Yeah, I think it's um, he's a good performance. He's a good actor, isn't he? There's one scene later on you can see him acting. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and it's only when you get to the end that you realise that he did the voiceover at the beginning. That's true, yeah. Um, no, explaining I'm, yeah. the... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't pick it up until he did the voiceover at the end. Uh, Her old Yaz just looking awkward in the background. Mm. Which is more or less her fate these days, isn't it? He's nicely played, though. He's sort of, sort of like not too histrionic. Well, mm. I think the scene in the cafe is a bit too much like understated whispering. I think a bit of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was exactly watching that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, doctor, <laughs> the doctor saying, "Dad's a complicated." Yes, so I've heard. I mean, uh, mm. I suppose. Uh, a lot of people have issues with absent parents, and uh... and she wouldn't have one because she came from the looms. Yeah, <laughs> mm. I'm sticking to the new adventures. I don't care. <laughs> I was trying to work out what Graham's badge is. Really, it looked vaguely familiar, but I don't know if he's got a badge on his lapel there. That um... oh, you could have better eyes than me, I think. Yeah, I can't. He's... It's too difficult to make out what it is, but I don't know if it was uh, I don't recognise the father from anything. No, no, it wasn't an actor that I, I, I didn't recognise. You're probably too okay. really famous now, because I don't want to tell really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did we establish he was a West Ham supporter or something in a previous story? Oh, it probably is. Uh, it probably is something to do with that, isn't it? Because he's got his, his football scarf here sometimes, isn't there? Grabs mm. rather sweet, isn't it? That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be quite formal, I suppose, if you called him uh, Grandpa all the time. So is that Sarah Jane's house, do we think? I thought the same thing. Mm. Yeah, that was my first thought. It looked like um, Sarah Jane Smith's house. Bannerman Road, isn't it? We are on again. No grass may be London. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's probably Cardiff, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Uh, One of most English houses fundamentally. Now, this is creepy. Yeah. That is really horrible. That's, it is. I love that. That's yes. so good. Yeah. And when it says no like that, yeah. I mean, this is... Um, I mean, it was interesting that they gave the possession of by the Dalek to the female character. I mm. mean, that's uh, quite quite a violation. Yeah. Well, I saw somebody on Twitter uh, and... It kind of occurred to me it would have been a really good idea. They're sort of saying if this had been Yaz, it would have been quite interesting because uh, we've been a police officer as well. She could have been the one that made her way in to, uh, you know, to try and steal the weapons later. Um, and it would have given her something to do, give a chance to, uh, you know, kind of uh, act a bit more. Um, and I feel like it's a, it's a rite of passage for a companion to either be possessed, taken over, replaced with a, an evil duplicate, I don't think any yes. of these crop of companions have had that yet, have they? 
Yes, that's true. It's not something that they've gone for yet. And that would have been a very interesting idea. But um, I'm not sure if the long-term psychological effects would have been good for an ongoing companion to have to live through. Yeah, I don't know. I think... um... I mean, Sarah Jane got took over loads of times, didn't she? Yep. She was... Uh, she took it in her stride. She did, yeah. <laughs> she took it on the chin, yeah. <laughs> and she got quite bikini Hypnotized again. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, woman dressing like Andy Pandy was probably... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Had some damage there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what we are missing is the fabulous music on this, which I have to say was uh, really impressive. Oh, I've noticed a tentacle actually in the back there. Yeah. And it is... When you notice that uh, he goes into the Black Archive, yeah, which so. is um, unit, isn't it? It's it's from Day of the Doctor, yeah. Um, but it's got MDZ, so whether mm. they've taken over the running of the Black Archive in units uh, during unit suspension, probably got put out for tender. Yeah, <laughs> probably the same people running this um, like uh, ship thing with that's not actually ferries. only in a, yeah. <laughs> the ferries, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say before when they'd have all those shots were like overlaid over each other, but that was stunning. I really mm. think that was good. Don't put it on. Now I've got my uh, proper Doctor Who Jodie Dobby now. I can reenact this. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got our um, five and a half inch 13th Doctors. Got the full set again now. Yeah, everybody got theirs first. I'm pretty mythical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely person. <laughs> Yeah, when she says that she's, she always thinks she's free of them, but that, that's not really been the case in the Stephen Moffat era, has it, where previously the, the Doctor would always sort of wipe out any Daleks that they came across. Um, the sort of the Dalek Parliament and, and, the, uh, and, that, and that kind of thing. And, and all the Daleks in The Magician's Apprentice, you know, they're, they're all just... He just leaves and, and uh, at the end of those stories and, and leaves them them all alive so it's it's not that strange I think that she wouldn't be free of them that's a good line though I suppose isn't it? I love this, this yeah great. it doesn't have the resonance that it does in sort of Dalek though does it sort of after the time war you know so. feels like they're trying to sort of recreate that vibe slightly aren't they the, the, the danger that one Dalek could pose to the world yeah and uh, successfully done I mean it causes a lot of mayhem just by itself mm. But this is interesting, though, because um, has everybody forgotten about the Daleks again? Oh, probably. Because, uh, you know, knew about them for a while, but now the poor cop doesn't even know how to spell Dalek. Yeah, well, this was um, because after the stolen Earth, that was sort of erased, wasn't it? Um, Because Amy couldn't remember it when the universe was rebooted at the end of Series 5. The crack in the wall. So it was like nobody could nobody could remember it then. Might be a bloke slagging off the episode on Twitter and spell it. Yeah. But again, I can't remember who said this on Twitter. It feels like um, something that, that could have been explored here. That these would have been Yaz's colleagues. The, the two. Well, it depends how far she's driven. Uh, really. Yeah. Man, I think the accents are meant to be Yorkshire. Yeah, yes, like, yeah. that flipping egg was uh, yeah. <laughs> the most Yorkshire thing I've heard in a long time. I got the impression, <laughs> and I live with a Yorkshireman. Because <laughs> she's been driving a long time, presumably these aren't her colleagues, but the fact they've still got the same accents probably are. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't. I suppose we don't know how long she's been in the car. Do you, at that point? 
That's a great shot where the tentacles come from uh, behind the head. Not a sentence you get to say, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> so two of Yazzie's... Um, presumably she's going to be done for murder after this, because it'll be like dash cams and stuff like that, seeing her killing two policemen. Yeah, her DNA's yeah. all over the scene. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be easy for her to talk no. her way out of that one, no. Standing up in court and saying it was the tentacles. That's yeah. really going to cut it, really. Uh, and unit can't intervene on her behalf, like you'd imagine they uh, they have done in the past. Oh look, he's got a microwave. <laughs> Check Randomly, Chekhov's microwave. Uh, <laughs> is the cafe from the um, teaser? Yeah, I think it looks like it, doesn't it? I wonder if this was shot around that time. You know, maybe uh, you know because presumably the last one filmed. Somebody nicking his coffee. Yeah, and, and uh, Graham as well is sat. It's a cafe. Is he in a cafe? Oh, possibly. Maybe Where he's the reading the, uh, the, Beano. Yeah. the Beano. God, that seems such a long time ago now, doesn't it? Yeah. <coughs> it's so exciting at the time. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't give anything away. It's yeah. just going on a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like... A cup of tea time. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is nicely acted, but it, it just sort of um, brings the momentum to a halt, doesn't mm. it? You've got the, you've got the, the Dalek... Uh, tearing around, killing people, the doctor hunting for it, and then even if there'd been something on like the television in the background saying there was like a serious incident on there, well, that would have kept it going. But yeah, yes, I mean, um, obviously you want the companions to be happy, but how involved are we going to get in their uh, in their family issues? It's, mm. um... Yeah, and it felt like it. it, it it could have tied more closely into the story, I don't know, because when, when Aaron here talks about the things you've done when you're younger and you regret, it feels like that could chime with another time war or something, but it doesn't really, it just, just happens in this one scene. I suppose it's to make us care about the father later on when he gets squidded, isn't it? But uh, mm. terrible choice. Yeah. Maybe you should go on Dragon's Den with that microwave. Well, he only had the one. Yeah. <laughs> the dragons wouldn't go for that, would they? <laughs> yes, it's a health and safety nightmare. Well, this bloke just came in and I bought this oven off him that he built himself, apparently. Yeah, of course, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Somebody was whinging on about... Um, why did the um, time walls just use microwaves in the time wall then? Because it's, it's, yeah. it's not a proper darling, it's one that's really yeah. itself. <laughs> <laughs> we all know they should have used pittings in the time wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're still talking. Yeah. <laughs> His beard's got longer, he doesn't be. Yeah. It is, I say, I think the acting and the writing is really nice. It just. Um, on. You're just quite anxious to get back to seeing what the Dalek and the, and the Doctor are up to. I mean, if I was a kid, I'd be wanting killer squids, not this to come. Yeah. And it's still on. We should have timed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still on. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could sort of stumble into the room while this was this scene was on and think you could be watching EastEnders or anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem to be Doctor Who right now. No, it it, it feels like yeah, the more it could be either be intercut or more stuff could be going on, or it could be 
could be tied more into the, the main story open. somehow. Yeah. Um, as we were saying before about the um, people don't know about the Daleks, it seems a little bit inconsistent even within Series 11 that because uh, in, in the very first one when they're on the train and they're all going well there's no such thing as aliens and it's like the idea of aliens seems uh, you know kind of incomprehensible to them but then in this one there's there's a you know nearby facility for uh, found alien artifacts and, and uh, the woman in the call centre says well we haven't had an alien invasion for ages it's, uh, it seems a little bit more accepted but it's nothing's really happened uh, in on modern day Earth in series eleven to make you know to make that change I don't think well, it was a big pink team hit it at the end of the series which had no effect on it I know but that was in the fifty fifth century <laughs> I think there's no sense that that beam I think was um, was travelling through time oh, was it that. because uh, they um, it was all that time after Tim Shaw arrived on the other planet lovely she's talking on the phone just as if yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's clever, I like that. There's a really nice bit here um, where you can see the colours of the vortex through the windows behind Mitch mm, that is as good. it takes off. That is good. It's yeah. a nice little directorial touch. I still don't like this cupboard up there. Yeah, the little sort of yeah, porch. Sort of yeah, really a joke with being <clears> on the inside. Mm. Look at that sphincter. <laughs> I can't like, get that image out of my head. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel bigger in this one. There's something about the way it's shot, maybe, or lit. I think there's quite a lot of close-ups in the other scenes, haven't there? Because we never really got a decent look at the, mm. at the concert until the children need special. So, yeah. Here he is, he's found his book. So this book, when, uh, I think it may be in a later scene, you see that the picture of the Dalek tied down. Um, and it's massive. It's about 12 feet high. It's taller than a man on a horse. Artistic license, wasn't it? Well, I was trying to work out whether that was a difference, whether a recon Dalek was massive or whether it was just the artist kind of drawing it bigger than life because it loomed so large because it was so terrifying. I like to think it was a huge Dalek. Well, I'm glad we can. Yeah. Um, well, it, it could be. Yes, absolutely. Why not have a big Dalek? Because... Uh, they can be any size they want, can't they? It's just a uh, travelling machine. Yeah, if it's a recon one, maybe it's just got to have more stuff aboard. And, and on that well, topic, yeah, if he's travelling think... on his on his own rather than in a spaceship. Or mm. uh... do we think there's actually an operator in the new Dalek? Because I can't see how anybody could actually fit into it. So I wonder if this is actually a remote control. There isn't actually, um, as in a human operator. Yeah. No, this is um, follow uh, Darren Faraday on Twitter, who's the, uh, I've got this written down somewhere, is it? He is the concept artist, art director, and CG supervisor on Doctor Who. Catchy. Uh, and he says, all robotics, it's the first Dalek without a Dalek operator. Ah. So it's robotics, wow. remote control, everything like that, yeah. So, so Barnaby thingy, we want to have a job? Yeah, it's Barnaby Edwards, is it? Possibly. Yeah. Um, but it's so still... So there's going to be a small actor strike very soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think somebody asked him if that meant um, people were out of jobs, and he so it's created more jobs because the the operators and the uh, the people who needed to build it um, uh, has actually uh, yeah created more employment. Uh, but yeah, it does feel like um, 
a bit of a tradition lost, doesn't it, of having somebody in there desperately paddling away and well, This is just a one-off Dalek, isn't it? You know, they're not all going to be like that. So, yeah, um, that's it. They proved they can do it. But uh, it doesn't yeah, mean that they'll continue to. Singularly fail to uh, acknowledge that this is meant to be a one off fake uh, build itself, Dalek, not the new design for the. Yeah. <laughs> Some people sort of relentlessly ignore that fact. It's a chance to get a different toy out, isn't it, as oh, well? Yeah. You know, it's like the like the mm-hmm. Ironside or the uh, Stonehenge Dalek. It's a, it's a one off Dalek. You, you can still get a toy off. I really want to. I like, I like the extra guns in the bottom balls. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, the missiles, yeah. Especially the one that deflects the other missiles. That was, uh, actually made me laugh. That. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> so she says that these, the recon Daleks, were the first to leave Scarrow. Does, so does that mean after Genesis of the Daleks, when they've the Doctor's set their progress back by 100 years or whatever he says, and then they are they the first ones to leave? So this, this Dalek potentially has set out the time war Sort of like yes. only knows of the doctor bits under the ground, doesn't it? So he yeah. knows of the fleet, so he must know that they were planning something. So. Yeah, and knows of um, the doctor, but does he just know the doctor from Genesis of the Daleks or, or the Daleks? So, what do we think of this controversy over the scene? Then? Is it what's the controversy? It's even in the paper oh. that uh, he's a gay character. He gets killed, and people sort of go, "Ooh, homophobic and stuff like that." And I thought this has really been blown out to nowhere. It actually made me really angry because I thought, surely, with the Daleks being fascists and Nazis, to betray fascists and Nazis, killing gay people is not un- unheard of, is it? And I thought, yeah, just like making out, it was just like, oh, it's tokenism and things like that. I thought, no, actually, I think there's actually a genuine message there. Yeah. And why not have him as a gay character? Are we saying that from now well, on, gay characters can't There's get quite a high body kill count in this yeah. in this episode. To be fair, yeah, all it's, genders and uh, sexual proclivities probably represented. Yeah, yeah it's, so I, I got really quite irritated by this. I thought, well, well literally, just people getting offended for the sake of getting offended. Yeah, because throughout really, the series, yes. um, there's been there's been characters who've been introduced only to be killed immediately, yeah. especially in sort of. Uh, the woman who fell to earth, you've got that security guard, haven't you, on the building exactly. side? Yeah. Um, and you've got the guy with the kebab. Uh, <laughs> so it is, it's probably a bit of a Doctor Who tradition, really, that uh, you get these sort of random members of the public who... And so making the, that a charge of it's homophobic, killing off a gay character, I just thought it was absurd, Frank. Yeah, it doesn't look at the wider picture of... Mm, I think there's actually a secret message there, which I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like the doctor's microphone. Very cool. It's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. There's also mm. you know, people saying, oh, it's, um, a lot of this is stolen from Spawn as well. And somebody thought, well, yeah, Doctor Who's never had a tradition of stealing things from films. No. Look at the Hinchcliffe years. The majority <laughs> of that is. Yeah. So. I haven't seen Spawn. No, normal. I haven't either. No. I've been to the pictures once in three years to see Halloween last year. So. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit to see uh, Day of the Doctor. So I'm not a regular attendee. Yeah. I saw the new Mary Poppins film on over the Christmas break. Ah, very good. Any good? Yeah, it was sweet and had some interesting moments. Um, not as good as the original, though. Yeah, she's regenerated, hasn't she? <laughs> she has, yes. <laughs> oh, I like the uh, yeah, change of colour of the lights is good. 
Oh yeah, I never noticed that the first time. Mm-hmm. I noticed before it's got more of a blue tinge because it's been purple before, and now it's gone red. So the round absorbs it having a, a function. Mm. Good as girls, she like looks creepy and like, like worried at the same time. And this is uh, yeah. Yeah, she with. she can be very got very intense eyes, hasn't she? So uh, especially she's acting to not presumably they weren't in the same room together. So it's, uh, mm. it's this slight Chris Chibnall thing, isn't it, of having a, a big guest cast who, who not always doing that much. So you've got Mitch here, and you think the point of bringing him along would maybe be to try and reach Lynn underneath the Dalek control. Or to over a corpse yeah, but he, he doesn't really do very much. And then in a little while, we'll get Lynn back when the Dalek has, has rebuilt the travel machine. Uh, and the two of them just hang around for the rest of the episode. Um, you sort of get that in um, Arachnids in the UK and the Taranga Conundrum a bit as well, don't you? You get a, a big guest cast plus the, the, the regulars where you've got more than usual, kind of traipsing around together. And Mitch stands there looking quite cute, so that's sort of like... Service is perfect. So long as you've got some eye candy, exactly. it's all right. Yeah, they, should have had, they should have had the doctor saying, trust me, Mitch, trust me. From survival, yeah. Just because it's such a memorable, weird way he has of saying it, doesn't he, when he goes, trust me, Mitch. Trust me. When the, the master says it to him perfectly normally and yeah. then that, and then he repeats it. There's probably some cheers there when she shoots out the speed camera with uh, the Dalek gun. I'm sure you could just follow by the number of cameras that are going off. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. It's very now as well. You wouldn't get that 20 years ago because the yeah. situation would have existed so much. Yeah, yeah, that um, that there's cameras everywhere. No one. I think I like this scene. People have slagged it up, but I think it's quite entertaining. I think it's really funny. I like the doctor's doctor's reaction to it all is very good. But, yeah, I think it's odd because it seems seems a weird thing to, to put in because you sort of... Newish viewers aren't, aren't going to really know much about UNIT. Um, and for everyone else, we're not expecting any elements from before Series 11 really to creep into it because we're aware it's a change of showrunner and it's uh, it's a bit of a fresh start. So it feels also, like an old thing, unless they're seeding something for the future. I mean, those soldiers later on could have been UNIT soldiers. It would, make, it would actually have like... Because the argument is, why does she never like, call upon UNIT and these kind of things? Well, yeah. they could have been them then. yeah. But we, it's units only there as and when necessary. You know, we didn't. Nobody was watching Arachnids in the UK, thinking, "Why didn't she phone Unit um, to?" Uh, to yeah. <laughs> um, but especially at the moment, I think when you know we're not expecting anything because it's a new showrunner and they're sort of um, you know mm-hmm. kind of, uh, plowing their own way. But I suppose so. he did create. Well, I mean, he used um, Kate. That was the first one with yeah, Kate, wasn't it? Was the, the power of three and brought them back. Set up. Yeah, that, that he wants to bring it full circle. Uh, I don't know, but then to, to have the, the Black Archive, but ran by somebody else, and like you say, some mm. having some soldiers. It's satire. Um, 
Yeah, well, you've got the you've got the Brexit thing in there, haven't you? But, um, but again, it's, it's austerity. The, yes, we yeah. can't afford that kind of thing anymore. Yeah. But it's the UN, isn't it? It's not um, it's not a solely British thing. It's uh, we does say that they've cut the funding from outside from the UK so, partners. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. still exists elsewhere. Well, probably so. probably Trump doesn't like it either. Yeah, <laughs> he's spending far too much it's... money on it. So he <laughs> refused to uh, yeah. refuse to sign the order renewing the budget for the year. Yeah, that's now, probably. Now I it. was distracted in this scene by that wall hanging. I mean, what on earth is it? What were they thinking? It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a it's a ghost. It's, it's a, a ghost. weeping angel. It's a. Yeah. I don't know, an arts and crafts project's gone horribly wrong. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I wouldn't have it in my house. No, it's, it's a character thing that Grace just had a falling taste. Yeah. Got that wall, baby, that wall hanging. So again, this is a scene that sort of... Now this is the scene I think you can see him acting, you can sort mm-hmm. of see him doing his shtick, which I was less convinced. Whether well, just sort of, oh God, it give me another... Two hours in. <laughs> <laughs> so acting, I'm acting. Look, I'm acting. Oh, acting, acting, acting. And it gives Graham something to do besides the rest of it. So there's only really Yaz doesn't get a scene without Aaron, who <laughs> sort of uh, making him feel bad about his parenting skills. I'm quite glad the doctor did. Hmm. I love this bit. Some proper exterminating going on. Yeah. Somebody was saying it's the original, um, well, the remembrance um, sound effect as well. Ah, right. It's that the thing you first saw in Remembrance, isn't it, where the uh, the the negative skeletal effect mm. uh, is just on the. Uh, it's the being hit. negative as well. So mm. I think that's probably a tribunal thing of like bringing in the nonsense of the past, maybe. Yeah. Lovely. It's quite cool seeing a Dalek gun just being carried around like a gun. Uh, and as loads of people have pointed out on Twitter, it's quite nice mirroring of, of the Doctor making the sonic screwdriver. Um, mm. Just that kind of bits and pieces lying around. And So if it had been the actual season finale, then this would be a nice little bit of bookending, wouldn't it? Because Yeah. That had that scene in the first episode, and this was even would have been the last episode. Apparently, this feels like the season finale, basically, doesn't it? It does because it's More only been the actual season finale. Yeah. It's only been a couple of weeks since the since episode ten, hasn't it? It's uh, but it's not I, going to be in the box set. Apparently, you've got to buy it separately. Ah, really? Mm. Hadn't realised that. Got to get a bit of extra cash. Hmm. Do like it. I think the, we are missing music, but the music in this bit was really good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm glad they actually sort of admitted she'd be flagging at this point. Yeah. She's not had a kick out of anything. She's been knackered by <laughs> She needs a bag of crisps. Yeah, the police car would have had some donuts in it or something. She can open that. Yeah, she, I mean, she's wearing a dead person's jacket. Mm. <laughs> not to mean a Twix in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite nice to, to get a scene of her uh, fighting the control. She was in green splats on the walls when she hit the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, it's, 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 so I, I was, all the people that we've we've met and been killed straight away. Oh, it's quite a narrow focus to say. Well, the other guy was killed. 
um, you know, as a gay character. It doesn't doesn't look at the wider context, does it, of, of all the other kind of mm. collateral uh, deaths? I was hoping she'd quote the uh, like like the, the internal displacement line from Remembrance. Yeah, I that, that thought went my went through my head. That was how she recognised the weapon. Uh, the Elder Seventh Doctor recognised the weapon, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is Mitch and Lynn. This is kind of their story done, as you said. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't have a lot to do after this, do they? It might have been neater if um, the doctor had said to Mitch, take her off to hospital. That would have actually made sense, yeah. <laughs> Man, I suppose, how would you get it Because we're on the middle of nowhere. There's oh. a police car, oh, yeah. there's a stolen police car outside. <laughs> mm. <laughs> she's already incriminated. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's already murdered two policemen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, four people now she's murdered. Yeah. All on camera. Uh, yeah, they um, they don't really have a lot to do after this, do they? Crowbar's gonna be good against the dark. Well, yeah. they don't know who's got the case yet, does it? Just yeah, that's a, a squiddy. Well, at least she used a baseball bat, didn't she? Although yeah. it was uh, augmented, wasn't it? With, uh... Weapon was useless in the end. Hmm. Uh, now you're just waiting to see it, aren't you? This yeah. is, uh, they really mm. kind of... Uh, they, they, they and the plastic shooting, it's like in um, Army of Ghosts with the um, with the Cybermen in, uh, yeah. in, in Canary Wharf. Yeah. Somebody said the Dalek's got a woman's silhouette, which I really don't see. But... A woman's silhouette? Mm. Ah, right, I didn't thought of that. It's got, a, it's got a bit of a nipped-in waist now. Mm. More like a wasp. Yeah. Nobody says there's a wasp agenda, do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my wasp. And I like the internal lighting. Mm. Yeah. Decent explosion. Yeah, when it when it talks now and you get that red red glow. I love that. That is really good. Yeah. Mm. To go with the flashing lights. Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, the new sonic screwdriver. The, the other ones didn't have that ability, did they, to uh, stop a Dalek gun? Uh, now I think this Dalek looks great. The oh. um, the you almost call it rusty if that name hadn't already been taken, wouldn't you? <laughs> mm. Rusty too. Uh, um, oh, it was you that said it was uh, more colour. Yeah, I was tweeting um, earlier because the um, ever since Dalek the the Dalek viewpoint's always been blue, uh, whereas the uh, the recon Dalek gets full colour. Death of the Daleks when they're basically looking at a tin can. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, it's only a new series thing, that. isn't it? Um, I try to think. Remembrance of the Daleks, the the opening in in uh, in I am Foreman's yard. That's like green with all the letters, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it might be a bit green, green tinge, but this one because uh, they can't see red, can they? No, no, can't see it's the, the, uh, it's, it's the famous... Uh, light is realise he's doing it. Yeah. On the island of Darren. Yeah. That's, was it the Dalek pocketbook or handbook or something? That's probably, yeah. Uh, Don't know. Never been, never been in the series, has it? Yeah, uh, possibly not, because it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Rells, which did, did Rells came from, was it one of the movies or the comic yeah, books? Yeah, the uh, from the films. Yeah, yeah, but it, that's made it into the series now. Because Big Finish has been big news of the Rells as well. Yeah, 
And I did look up how long a rel is. I did as well, yeah. <laughs> is it 1.2 seconds, isn't it, I think, on the TARDIS, That's right, yeah. TARDIS wiki? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're very sad people. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to remember that I didn't look it up. <laughs> That's because you already knew, Keith. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that Dalek um, clock or, or countdown um, thing. I think Again, I think it's from the movies, and you can get it on a, a Clayton Hickman T-shirt, oh, t-shirt, or you think you can actually get it on a clock? I've, I've seen uh, seen people have got it on there. It looks uh, looks cool, but it's a great line when she uh, when she follows out the barn. Yes, it's lovely. And says, uh, "Need to remember how long's a rel." <laughs> Some of her humorous bits haven't always worked, but that's lovely. Yeah, that one really really works, doesn't it? Really lands. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's got the most worth of the target, huh? Yeah. It's that little tabley thing in the background. I was trying to see before. I was trying to work out. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah. I think that's where... Um... It's a science bit. Oh, yeah. I can work out that it was more controlled, like on the other charts. Yeah, we had the handrail around with some yeah. controls on it. No, I'd never noticed that before. Was she doing... Is that where she worked out the DNA? So is that the um, biscuit dispenser also dispenses? Drugs. Drugs. Yeah. Oh, Radiation and there was that's it. why they want to keep traveling, right? They're getting their supply of uh, weed and stuff. Anti radiation gloves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's looking puzzled, yeah. So, we've got the um, the big battle scene coming up next, right. uh, so they could have been unit soldiers and it wouldn't have people, could have been yeah. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Filming the chase. Filming <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the chase Christmas special. Yeah. There's, um, uh, I've just finished reading The Good Doctor, which is the, the first of the 11th Doctor uh, spin off books. Um, and the, there's a line in that when Graham's, uh, they finish one adventure and Graham says, Right, well, is it time to go home now? It's time for Pointless. Very <laughs> uh, uh, good. Quite a nice gag for uh, Bradley Walsh's character. Considering it's meant to be New Year's Day, nobody's got Christmas decorations up there. No, but then Graham's been travelling, hasn't he? I mean, they haven't got them in the cafe. They haven't got them in the oh, DCHQ yeah. anyway. That's that's. Very that was a miserable cafe, though. I mean, there was no music <laughs> being played, no TV, no nothing. So yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. no joy. <laughs> <laughs> The Cafe of Doom. I like the windows in the background. It's quite a nice little touch, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything, but it just keeps it interesting. Mm. It's all gone very blue. And then this, uh, when they say the unknown drone as well, I mean, this must have been filmed way before we've had all the drone drama mm. at Gatwick. But yeah, it turned out to be very prescient. It fits in very nicely, doesn't so, it? So, do you think this was actually there or they've superimposed this? Because it's amazing nobody got a picture of it. Yeah, I suppose they're out in the middle of nowhere, though, aren't they? Yeah, was, there's still people who follow the film crews around them. Yeah. Right I mean, would they? Well, they yeah, wouldn't you can see there could be nobody in there now, couldn't they? They wouldn't necessarily know it was Doctor Who, I suppose, if, they, if they, it just looks like a, a bunch of uh, soldiers. Firing at a dollar. Yeah, but I mean, if you, uh, you I don't know how um, the, uh, the people that follow them know what's what. People like do set reporting. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Well, this is what because I, I in the old series, um, <laughs> the Daleks always took forever to fire. They'd fire once and then take ages to fire again. Whereas this has got like a, 
a really good rate of fire. It looks much more impressive and, and frightening, doesn't it? And you can obviously afford to have the uh, the bullets fired tinging off the thing now, which they couldn't do before. Yeah, they had to like disappear, didn't they? Those two love that. That's excellent. Yeah, I think it's, um, there's that and uh, into the Dalek are probably the two best Dalek battle scenes. Yeah, love a bit of slaughter. I know, I'm quite keen on the um, the movie Daleks firing steam. You know, always, uh, it's always appealed to me. Yeah. <laughs> Boing. Deflect the gun. Yeah, that's a great shot, isn't it? Anyway, no. So the death toll really is high on that bit, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's quite unusual as people sort of see people sort of scrambling to escape in Doctor. You don't get that very often. No, they they often just stand there waiting to be yeah. waiting to be killed, don't they? Oh no, we saw Mike Webby. Yeah. Do you think it means something? <laughs> It's uh, it's a little bit like the cigar in um, the Ghost Monument, isn't it? It's the, it's, it's the one thing that anybody's got with them. Yeah. Yeah, we've got sort of awakening levels of people in the TARDIS now. Yeah. Oh, that's why they're still here. He's got a book. So yeah, this is the uh, this is the picture of the Dalek here. Somebody must have really focused in on that. Right? Oh uh, no, there. Yeah. Yay. See how tall that Dalek was then. It's artistic license. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think it's a huge Dalek. What is it with you and big Daleks, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the... Um, there was one, uh, a big one made of hay a few years ago. <laughs> um, it's a very frozen <laughs> It was made of hay and it was down mm. near. Um, where was it? You worship your hay Dalek. Yeah, it was like the Wicked Man, <laughs> the Wicked Dalek. Um, I can't remember where it was now. It was somewhere near sort of Chester or somewhere like that, I think. And it was in a field. Um, and uh, yeah, looked really cool. You found your pot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a brilliant set. Look at this. Yeah. Excellent. I like the GCHQ set. Yeah. You know, of course, yeah. what the Daleks doing here reminds me of what the Master did on Logopolis when he went to the Pharos project. Yeah. And I bet GCHQ really doesn't look like this. <laughs> well, no, did, did you not see they tweeted? <laughs> um, they tweeted the, 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 the day so after this. There lots of green lights everywhere. Yeah, the GCHQ tweeted the day after this and said, we've repaired all the damage from the Dalek <laughs> incursion. Oh, how lovely. Um, and we're, we're back in business or something like that, yeah. I bet it's a load of old bloody, really old computers and yeah. tile walls. Really yeah. Didn't, um, Trump, yeah. Trump said that GCHQ had, um, had spied on him on Obama's behalf, didn't he? Did he? In one of his crazed, mm-hmm. paranoid... Uh, he probably just did for a laugh. Yeah. You probably can't even spell GCHQ. No. <laughs> I, when I worked in the bank a few years ago... Um, well, uh, we don't hold it against us. No. Uh, an a, a, a elderly lady came in and uh, I was talking to her and she, she used to work at GCHQ during the Cold War and um, she said about one of her colleagues had turned out to be a Russian spy. Huh. And they'd had to sort of um, audit all her work and they found loads of files missing and stuff like that. It was uh, a very interesting. conversation to be holding in the bank. It was. Mm. I mean, she was. I worked in the bank and she was a customer. I love this woman's name. Yeah. I mean, it makes no love sense it. that scene, but I absolutely adore it. I think I'm quite glad about it. Yeah. Yeah, because even mm-hmm. without the internet, you could still be watching um, 
BBC One, couldn't you? You should have. I love Daleks. All this thing about, oh, they must rest them for years. And you think, no, Daleks are brilliant. Daleks got me to Doctor Who. Yeah. Why not have a Dalek story every year? Daleks are brilliant. It's like saying, oh, Batman, but let's not have the Joker ever. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different um, a lot of different things you can do with them, isn't there? Yeah. So cool. this is like... Um, That's quite a line-up, though, isn't it? The end of series one, isn't it? It's the Avengers Assembled. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the force field around the TARDIS. Uh, mm-hmm. Might not have pretty well established now, otherwise it gets sucked out into space every five years. Yeah. That was Salamander's great mistake. Didn't put on the full thing. Mm-hmm. I really love that red glowing bit of the film. Yeah. <clears throat> it's actual, cause, I mean, the, to do it in soon, so the actual casing doesn't last very long at all, does it? No. No, we haven't had, uh, we haven't had that much of it. Should we call the brevity of the Dalek? Mm. Or resolution of the Dalek? <laughs> yeah. So I think people thought that might happen, didn't they? Mm. When, uh, I rather hoped it had, actually. Yeah. Going with the uh, revelation remembrance and cycle. Yeah. Exterminate the Doctor. But he enjoyed writing one. Yeah. Run away. Now, this reminds me of the movies, Grappling with the Dalek. Yeah. Don't get that very often. We should be shoving it into a control console right now. Mm-hmm. Death by microwave. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. Kaboom. So the father stood up in the, at the back with the rest of them. But, oh no, I'm going to stand there instead. Oh, his eye stalks all droopy. Hmm. <laughs> Quite a short dog, isn't it? Yeah, that's the there's that thing, isn't there, where they uh, they designed the the bronze Daleks to be the same height as Billy Piper, and then the the new Constant. paradigm Daleks were the same height as Matt Smith, weren't they? So that they can uh, mm, work. face off. <laughs> yeah, they were also talking about because Karen Gillan they couldn't remember if she was tall or short and then of course she was very tall so mm. taller Daleks worked with her as well yeah oop he's been squiddied <laughs> yeah he acts a lot more zombified than uh, Lynn did <laughs> might not suppose it's a bit of a wounded Dalek probably being a bit less subtle at this point yeah must be difficult for an actor, though, not to be sort of getting the giggles at his mind. Mm. Some of those tentacles are probably real or in some uh, Yeah, some CGI. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Yazzie's speaking. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> she was there. She was. Come Yeah, I did think we we were going to see the Dalek fleet maybe here, but there'd be some sort of twist where yeah. the, the the Daleks are now so much more evolved than this one or something that it would be you know the the, the racial purity thing would would come into play. Not Daleky enough. Yeah, uh, which was the thing when the the new paradigm ones came along, didn't they? They they, they killed the old ones. I suppose if they want to redesign them, though, this is like a good little sort of stopover story. Yeah. Like introducing what the new ones might look like. But yeah. 
don't be mad if we do because we didn't work last time very well, did we? No. Mind you, if you use the same. I must admit, I, I like the I like the sort of brassy looking ones. I yeah, think they're yeah. pretty good. Yeah, they've been really uh, effective, haven't they? Really successful. Mind you, some people recolorize them to be like um, like silver with like the blue spots, and that really works as well. Yeah. Yeah, they could um, they could keep that design, I guess, and, and redo the paint job on them, and they have to do something a bit different. But they do look good-looking metal. Yeah. I was console room, they probably wouldn't show up very well. No. <laughs> I did actually think Aaron might die here. Because mm. uh, he'd, he'd, he'd come back, he'd, he'd made his peace with with Ryan. Um, but, yeah, but then we'd have a season of Ryan moping, moping about it, wouldn't we? So perhaps as well, it didn't. I don't know if we would under the under Chris Chibnall though, because there's there's a lot less introspection, isn't there? And um, that's true, I suppose. Um, Especially a year later. Yeah. yeah, sort of consequences and things like that. You know, like um, in the the series finale, the the Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. There wasn't there wasn't really any uh, investigation of those uh, those those two religious people. They killed billions of people. Um, but they're basically just sort of sent on their way, aren't they? They, um, I don't think they go in for that sort of, uh, you know, um, I suppose introspection, or you know, like kind of exploring the the consequences and feelings and things that, that in the way that they could just do time years. Oh, we're reading. Oh, all right. Yeah, I suppose you're holding on to it. Hey, everybody lives, except they everybody done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a shame in the way this kind of story wasn't in the middle of the season. It might have stopped the uh, viewers dropping off quite so rapidly. Yeah, it's been one of the more fast-paced, uh, action-packed ones, hasn't mm. it? Apart from the odd cafe scene. Yeah. yeah. But yes. Yeah, I guess that was how they'd have, they've shaved it down to uh, a normal episode length. They could have sacrificed a bit of that and have the opening titles. Yeah. And we're all happy in a sewer. We nearly get um, another companion here. In the so the Ryan's dad. Debbie. Three generations are going to be like grandfather, father and son. Yeah. We're all happy now. We're forgiving you for all those years of neglect. Darlick's going to do mm. that, you know. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So this this scene where the TARDIS dematerializes here, I think, is a is a great shot. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So clever. Yeah. I just think um, you can't believe that hasn't been thought of up to this point. I, mean, I guess probably only in the last few years they could have achieved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. Mm. I'm not good. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed that very much. Hey. Resolution, yes. not out of the dollar. Yeah. Very good. Call of all many people. Hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, I missed the point when it came up, but there's uh, the, the point I was going to make, the, the doctor's got a line where um, she says to the Dalek something like um, about humans and, and, you know, how they'll uh, they'll sort of fight the Dalek and says uh, they fought off so many things, including the worst of their own people. Um, I kind of thought, well, not yet we haven't. Have we? <laughs> well, I suppose it depends how far you go back in history. We've been talking about Hitler or something like that. Yeah. I was just thinking about Trump and uh, <laughs> where we are at the moment. 
So that was Resolution, the only episode of 2019. Mm. Uh, but they've said it's it's early early 2020, so I guess we might get a, a New Year's Day special again for 2020 leading into Series 12. So do we think Christmas specials are abandoned now? Doesn't look, if, if this is the only episode of 2019, we're not going to get one. Oh, of course not, no. This coming Christmas, yeah. I guess, yeah. Unless Chibnall lies. Maybe. So no new season, so maybe we'll get a special. Well, yeah. possibly, possibly it depends on the story as well. I mean, um, that story, it was quite dark and it had elements in it. I mean, the traditional Christmas specials that we've had in, in the new Doctor Who, it's... Uh, They've been a little bit lighter. You haven't had to watch them with the same degree of attention. They're standalone episodes with a little bit more fun built in. And this didn't really have that vibe. I think maybe that would have sat a bit sadly on Christmas Day night. Yeah. Just get the impression of it actually being a season finale. They've just sort of saved to the end. Like they've used as a special. Mm. If they just started the season a couple of like, weeks later, you would actually run into... That would be actually on New Year's, wouldn't it? So. Yeah. Part of yeah, it being true. on a Tuesday. Yeah. But scheduling is, of course, uh, it's not not just for Doctor Who's convenience. It depends what else is available. And uh... Yeah, it must have been conceived, I think, as a New Year's Day special because there's a f- not many, but there's a few lines in it uh, about New Year's. So they must have known, I guess, when they yes. were shooting it in the, the summer. Yeah, one thing, just going back to the idea of um, the Dalek building itself from what's around and, of course, the Doctor building her sonic screwdriver from a spoon mm-hmm. and uh, other things like that and, of course, trolling for uh, spare parts on a junk galaxy and all the rest of it. It's And getting her clothes from a charity shop. It's something that, I mean, in previous seasons and also in things like Star Trek, you get the idea, get used to the idea of, technology doing everything of things being built with nano genes and man- nanobytes and things like that and it's quite nice to see people actually building things and making things and uh, well, hopefully yeah. Take you know just the tree that's meant to be growing all technology somewhere in the TARDIS as well we've had haven't we yeah <laughs> We've never so um yeah, I, I mean, I think that's an interesting idea and hopefully that will inspire people who are a bit too dependent on their devices to actually think about making things and designing things for themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor as well, making gadgets and stuff. He's sort mm. of Pertwee Doctor, isn't mm. like, yeah. Building random things. And it's better that she's buying her clothes than stealing them, which uh, <laughs> you've had a few of the doctors uh, just, just stealing their outfits from hospitals and that, not you? Just needs longer trousers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in series twelve. So we've uh, I think we've uh, confirmed that the whole cast are back for series twelve. Um we've got the the same three companions. So uh be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, That's good because they've all got stories to tell. I'd particularly like to see some character development with Yaz mm-hmm. and uh Possibly now that uh, Ryan and his dad are friends again, Poss- because I thought with episode one, are Ryan and Yaz going to end up in a relationship? And that could be something that could happen, perhaps. Mm. Also, I mean, this, one of the strongest parts of the series has been the four of them together, so I'm quite pleased that we've got more of that to come. Yeah. 
Yes, it would have felt weird if just one or two of them had left. I think when they go, they'll possibly all decide to leave together. They'll all be shot by a big Dalek. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? Like it'll be, um, it'll be a, a total change at the time. So, be interesting to see which which writers come back as well, um, and if any any writers from previous series come in. Be good to see maybe uh, sort of Peter Harness and Sarah Dollard and some of the the recent additions in the Capaldi era come back. I think Jamie Matheson. Who wrote the yeah. um, Mummy in the Orient Express? That was Jamie Matheson, right, I think, I, wasn't it? Yeah. I like his writing. I hope he comes back because uh, I think he's got a lot more to do. Yeah, yeah, and Flatline. Um, yeah, they're two of my favourites, I think. Yeah, they're very good. He wrote the Zygon one as well. Was that was that that was co-written, cool wasn't it? With um, it was Stephen Moffat and it was either Peter Harness or Jamie Matheson. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that great with uh, with the writers so much. With the classic series, I know them all off by heart. Yeah, <laughs> just had so many years of, uh, of of bedding them in. Haven't I keep we? saying they need to cancel it again so I can learn it all again. Yeah, <laughs> not quite yet. Bring back, hopefully. bring back Christopher H. Bigmead. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were just talking about season 18 before, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's the next Blu-ray oh, you're not set. Fan. No, it's the only time I ever stopped watching it. <clears throat> and I bought, I pre-ordered the Blu-ray, but I'm going to pre-order, I'm going to order a box set of Bucker Rogers to go with it so I can just like abandon it halfway through and watch that instead. <laughs> <laughs> you are old school and no mistake. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to treat myself to those Blu-rays, I think. Yeah, I'm about halfway through the season nine, 19 Blu-ray at the moment, um, and it's, it's just stunning. Um, and then all the the, yeah. the extras, the new extras. I love are, the behind the sofas; they're so good. Behind the sofas are great. Yeah, it's sort of uh, Doctor Who goggle box with the uh, with the cast. Uh, really, really nice. Sounds great. Yes. Really great. I'm, well, I'm having a birthday next month, so I'll treat myself. I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better pre-order, though, because they seem to be disappearing a bit quick. I think 19's out of stock now as well, isn't it? So yeah, well, I saw Janet Fielding say, saying it was it had gone out of stock really quickly, but I don't know if that was sort of the warehouse, because it seemed like Amazon and places still had it. But, um, ah, maybe. Yeah. The, um, and don't pre-order from HMV, because it's not looking good, is it? So. No. No, that's I mean, fair. I try and avoid Amazon these days, So, uh, but it, really, there are very few alternatives. It's like um, mm. cutting my own leg off, not ordering things from Amazon. So uh, Yeah, there's, there's Zoom, uh, and you can get 10% off your first order with Zoom. Um, okay. Or, uh, say, Zoom, Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been using Zoom quite a bit, and to be honest, all of my orders are my first orders with Zoom. I get 10% off every time. Yeah. Just be careful of the bubble wrap. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for the hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to avoid them. Um, I had a bad experience with them. You hear about how they treat their staff, and uh, mm. there should be alternatives. There shouldn't be a monopoly on these things. But next day delivery. <laughs> not in Norway. I <laughs> no, I suppose not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is, um, is the BBC shop is that still is that still a, a going thing? Can you order directly from them? Yeah, didn't that? Yeah. Oh, I thought that had. Oh died. no, no, no! I was, no. Like, that's, that's the thing. Me think of the Who shop. No, you're quite right. I think that's one. Yeah. Is it gone now? Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. This is the, yeah, this is the Who shop though. Like you're saying. So.
Do you live in my dolly plate? Yeah. I don't know how they get against the motor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, I got mine before Christmas and New Year's. Yes, you did. Happened, and yeah. so did the rest of the country. Not yeah. me. I got mine about the 27th. I'm furious. Shocking. Everybody got to display theirs first. It wasn't there. Mm. No, well, the thing with yours was it got diverted and had a special adventure all on its own oh, before it arrived at your place. Yeah. So yours is happy. extra special. That makes me happy now. Yes. It makes a really big dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you very much both for joining me. Thank you for having me back again. No problem. We'll uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Uh, join me next week on the Trot One podcast, and I will be speaking to somebody who appeared in Resolution and the Peter Capaldi episode Thin Ice. Very exciting. Mm. In the meantime, where can we find you both on Twitter? I'm still fifty dw fifty, although I'm using my own name now. And I am at Cup of Tea 69. And I am at Trap One underscore. And you can find all the previous Trap One podcasts at trapone.podbean.com, including all the other ones with Keith and Denise. And, uh, and a couple that we've all done together. Oh. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I thought the music was going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to many of them.